Hello, everyone. This is Two Cents Worth. I'm your host, Ryan DeFaber. This show, we talk about sports, fitness, and life. We talk about my life. We talk about my fitness journey. And we talk about my life in sports and my opinions on all those things. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to Two Cents Worth. Today, we are talking about golf. Playing a bucket list course. The, a course that is a famous course. A course that you always had on your bucket list. One that um, you know you're going to pay a little extra more for, but the experience you hope is going to be incredible. Um, a course that... The pros play, a course that is uh, maybe not even with the uh, pros play. Like a lot of people like to go to uh, Bandon, Oregon to play that, uh, the Sand Hills in Wisconsin. Uh, so it's a course that is a bucket list that is one that you've always wanted to play. And this past week, I had the opportunity to knock a course off of my bucket list. It was Kiowa Island's Ocean Course. So the Ocean Course has hosted the 1991 Ryder Cup. It has hosted the PGA Championship in 2005, the Senior PGA Championship, and this year in May, and the PGA Championship in 2012, but in, in this May, they're going to host the PGA Championship again. So I played a course that in uh, it's roughly about two months, in two months' time, all the pros, the best professionals across the world, will be coming in and playing. And um, on today's episode, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the experience, um, you know, what went into it, um, having a caddy, just the whole experience, right? So uh, for those of you also that aren't aware, I'll talk about a little bit of uh, Kiwa Island and, and the resort, um, because the resort is more than just one course. It is multiple courses. Uh, this is The Ocean Course is the, um, uh, the most famous course, let's say, okay? Um, let's not just say that. It is. It's the most famous course. So Kiwa Island, it's about 40 minutes um, driving 25 miles southwest of Charleston in South Carolina. It is a private beach, so a private beach and golf resort. So when you get on the island, um, the shopping center, you can go to, you know, it. there's banks and shopping and restaurants and uh, Harris Teeter, which for those of you who don't know, it's a grocery store here in the, in the south. And once you go past that and you start heading towards the condos or the houses you're going to, it is private. So, you know, my wife and I went down, we rented a condo. Uh, my friend who owns a property um, on Kiowa, he, him and his family also were there that week. And so we played together, him and I. Um, but 
We rented a condo. You have to have a certain pass to get through the guard stations. They do have guard stations across the island. Um, so it is very private and resorty. That's exactly what it is, right? It is a golf, Kiowa Island golf resort. Kiowa Island is the island, and then there's the golf resort, which takes up the main um, portion of the island. So, um, like I mentioned, 25 miles southwest of Charleston from Charlotte. For us, it was almost uh, about a three and a half, three hour and 40 minute drive, um, depending on traffic, depending on what time of day you come. And um, you can stay at the Sanctuary Hotel, which is one of the, which is the main hotel on the island for, for the resort. Um, there is a hotel in the shopping center that I mentioned earlier. Or there are villas, houses, condos, all the rent. We rented a condo, fourth floor, ocean view, ex- really, really pretty. Um, got to walk the beach every morning. Just really cool. So like that's setting the scene for getting to go and play that. So not only playing the course and playing that bucket list course for me, you know, it was also all the other aspects of this trip. It was a three-night stay. Um, I've never been to Kiowa before. I had, I hadn't even thought about playing the ocean course until my friend who lives there was like, "Hey, you know, you want to play golf? All, since you're going to be there and I'm going to be there," and I was like, "Yeah, let's let's do it." And then it was, "Well, which course do you want to play?" And I said, "You know, if I'm going to go down there and play, I got to play the ocean course." So, um, you know, they had a tee time for us Friday morning, nine twenty in the morning, and uh, we went for it. Um, you know, this person is a member so for me to be his guest i did pay a little less than what you would just pay if you wanted to just book it you can book all five of the courses they are all able to book um and that's that's the nice thing so you can you can go and play these courses i think a month prior to the pga championship ocean courses close i think that's what the caddies were telling us so in about a month because this is recorded second week of march um in about a month, they'll close to really prep for the PGA. Um, so, if you want to get there before then, try and get some. Uh, try and get a tee time. We'll say, if you are not a guest, or sorry, if you're yeah, if you're not a guest of a member, tee times are right now um, in the range of around four hundred fifty bucks. They might even go up, um, but this is pretty much high season. Um, and then obviously they're preparing for the PGA. For me to be a guest, it was three hundred and twenty-two dollars. And a suggested $100 tip for a caddy. So, you know, I knew that going in is, you know, on a bucket list, on a course that that has this type of history, that's hosted a Ryder Cup, that's hosted major championships before. I knew it wasn't going to be like your local, um, you know, nice course uh, that your friend might be a member of and you pay a hundred and something dollars for. Like I knew this was going to be, um, I don't want to say an investment, but more of, Hey, it's going to be a little more hit on the, the wallet than a normal round of golf. But I was okay with that because it's, it's that experience. It was me checking this off and going, man, I've, I got to play the ocean course. I got to play the same course that the pros have played that they've hosted a Ryder cup. You know, one of the most, the most prestigious, um, you know, event in golf where you, Europe plays the USA over, you know, a couple days and all this stuff, right? Uh, the best players in the world get to play this. So I was all in, you know, at that, at that point it was like money, 
don't care. Here's my credit card. Boom. I already have a crisp $100 bill for the caddy waiting for him at the end of the round. I am ready to go. So, you know, that's that's one thing I will say. You know, if, if you're looking to do something like this, um, Banded Dunes, all those th- types of things, Pinehurst, uh, Kiowa, um, you know, these, these really prestigious courses and bucket like pebble beach be ready to pay okay um and and the money to me really wasn't it wasn't a big deal right it was more of i wanted to have the experience like driving up to the clubhouse it was it was cool thankfully the guy i was with has played it a few times so you know kind of can navigate but you know, just like any other course, they come and pick up your clubs. My favorite part, my favorite part was we literally get out of the car, grab, they grab our, the car, they pick our bags up. I said cart, sorry. They come and get out your bags, and they said, you know, you got a tea time? You're like, yep, we're playing this time. Great. Good luck. So right out the gate, we don't even get out on the driving range yet. We haven't even paid yet, and already... They just know how tough of a course this is and, you know, how it can eat people up and, and mess with people and in difficulty. It is directly on the ocean. So there are winds whipping around all different directions. Good luck. We This this guy has no idea of our game, has no idea of, you know, um, our ability right out the gate. Good luck. And me and my buddy just walk walk past the guy. We look at each other. We go, "Did he just say good luck to us? Like we're so screwed." Uh, so first mindset is like, "Man, how hard is this gonna be?" Right. So we get out there. Um, and hold on, before I go on, let me let me give you a little more background of the course. Um, so I've told you, obviously, it's hosted turn- major tournaments. Um, I'm just gonna. This is. This is what I'm going to tell you about the course, right? The ocean course, there's five courses on Kiowa Island, as a part of Kiowa Island's golf resort. Um, and that opened in the mid seventies. Pete Dye is the, um, uh, the architect designer for the ocean course. Jack Nichol- Nicholas designed Turtle Point. Tom Fazio designed Osprey Point, Clyde Johnston Oak Point, and then Gary Player uh, did a redesign on Cougar Point. So your five courses are Ocean Course, Turtle Point, Osprey Point, Oak Point, and Cougar Point. Um, and so Ocean Course is what we played. It is the most famous course. It was designed, like I said, by Pete and his wife, sorry, Alice Dye. Um, it was designed so that players have the ability to look at the shoreline of the Atlantic Ocean. So you're, you're exposed to the ocean. Um, and then also, like I mentioned before, it gives you exposure to uh, the strong winds that come off of the ocean. So that, that just plays into it um, a lot into you know your shot selection and and why and i'll get to this as well why a caddy was so important to have and how knowledgeable they are and how quickly they can pick up on your game and tendencies and i'm going to get into that because i was i had never had a caddy before so you know i didn't really um have that ability to understand everything until i was able to do this um Ocean course 
consistently named as one of the best courses in the world by Golf Digest, Golf Magazine. Um, and it was like, hold on, let me see. I'm going to read this one. As of 2010, the Ocean Course was rated 25th in Golf Digest's 100 Greatest Golf Courses in America. So again, I'm talking about bucket list courses that are available to play. This is one of them for you. 72 is par. Um, it goes all the way back. Now I'm going to get into some some numbers here and details that most only golfers would really understand. So if you're not a golfer, this might mean nothing to you. But just understand that when I say yardage, that's a long way, okay? From the championship tees with the, the pros would play, it can stretch as long as 7,849 yards um, and a course rating of 79.1. That's long and hard. The highest in the country. Course rating of 79.1 is the highest in the country, according to the United States Golf Association, the USGA. And because of the large slopes, numerous bunkers, and challenging Bermuda grass, it was named the toughest course in America in 2010 by Golf Digest. And let me tell you, it hasn't gotten any easier. There might be more difficult courses around there, but when, in, when it's named the hardest course in America, I'm going to tell you, they haven't made it any easier. Um, and so that's, that's what we're up against. So there are um, ocean... No, hold on. I'm going to take this back. And again, back to golf talk here. These are the T's. Championship, Tournament, Ocean, Die, Kiowa, Governors, Carolina. Me and my buddy played Die. Rating is a 72.4. The slope is 139. And it was around 6,500 yards. That is not including the wind. They said, the caddies told us that playing that day... We probably were playing more so 67, 68, um, 6,800 yards, basically, with the winds. Um, you know, you're looking at some par fours when you when you when you got into the back nine and you were directly on the Atlantic Ocean and the wind was in your face and not helping. You're talking about uh, like a 450 yard. Well, here I'll tell you right now. Um, here you go, like 18. Great example. It's a 400-yard par 4 that was probably playing over 500 yards. So, you know, with the wind being so strong and in your face, you're adding so much more yardage, which, again, is why a caddy, in my opinion, you you, you don't have to use a caddy. Um, but my opinion, if you're going to play a course like this, if you're going to play a bucket list course and they offer a caddy, spend the extra money. It is so worth it. They're so knowledgeable. Majority of them are extremely friendly. You're not going to get one that's not friendly. I mean, it's a, it's a service, right? They're in the service industry. They're they're there to support and help you and and make sure that you also have a good time because they do know as well. Again, that for a lot of people, this is an investment, right? You know, it's a good amount of money to play a golf course for a couple hours, so they want to make sure your experience is as good as it can be, so you come back the next time, right? You know, more people that come, the more money they make, right? Um, so that is the course. Um, again, I've talked about it. It's whole, it's held the Ryder cup, PGA championships, blah, 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 blah. Back to the experience. So we get, we get checked in, you know, we pay everything. 
they already have our bags ready to go. We walk down to the bags, which is also on the driving range. We meet our caddy. Caddy's name was Dan. Really nice guy. He's been there 16 years, so he's seen it all. So he brings our bags to the range, says, you know, you guys have 30 minutes. He goes, I would suggest um, hitting, no, well, we have 35 minutes before our tea time. He said, I, I suggest hitting for 20, go over to the putting green, chip and putt for 10, and then we're going to hop on this cart because the first tee, you got to go on a little, they call it a shuttle, little shuttle. It's basically just a huge golf cart that can hold, you know, 10 guys and your bags. You're going to go on the shuttle. We're going to take you to the first tee. So we we're hitting and everything, and I'm I'm not really paying attention. I'm more so kind of just taking it in because the driving range is right on the ocean as well, and the chipping green and putting green right on the ocean. So you know the flags are whipping, the wind is whipping, and you're there with a bunch of other people, and you have caddies everywhere, and you're like, okay, all right, look, like you can't screw, don't screw this up, like don't don't uh, shank your first shot. Like I know it's the driving range and you're warming up, but make sure you know you you don't. <laughs> Don't make a fool of yourself right away. So I'm hitting clubs, whatnot. Uh, you know, I go through it. Thankfully, didn't hit any bad shots. So usually when that happens for us subpar golfers, when you don't hit bad shots on the range, you go on the course and, you know, all hell breaks loose. Um, side note, going to let you know that did not happen. I scored what I thought I would score on that course. Um, if I played it again, I feel like I could um, do a little better. There are a couple of holes where I was just like, I more so just enjoying it than really worried about my score. Um, but now that I've gotten to play it and let me tell you another thing, now that I've gotten to play it, it makes me want to play it more and more and more. But at the same time, I also don't want to spend 400 and something dollars every single time. Like I, it ended up being that after we played it, my buddy and my other friend who was in Charlotte at the time were texting about like how, how awesome it was. My buddy was like, next weekend, do the same thing. Come on down. I was like, I'd love to, but I can't spend another $400. And he's like, come on. Like, you know what? But like just that, the thought of him, like, I just can't like, but you want to so badly. Like you want to play it again because I, you know, there were shots that were left out there that I thought I could get back. I, I would love to get back. There were, times where I, I know I should have concentrated, but I was just more so just enjoying the whole situation and I could have gotten a shot back that way. And then at the same time, just want to do it again. Like it was just so much fun. Like on my Instagram, I posted, this is the most enjoyable round of golf I have had in a very, very long time. Um, and not in a negative way, but more in so like how positive and fun the round of golf was. So we're done with the range. We're putting a little bit. And I'm noticing the greens and I'm like, okay, they're not, they're not crazy. Like this is, this is pretty decent green speed, like nothing wild. And, you know, later on talked to the caddy about it and he just said, it's just the type of grass that can grow there that the greens that we were playing were going to be what the speed would be for the, um, the PGA championship. So I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm kind of getting to see what the pros are going to be up against. And, you know, one of his things that he said, he's like, these greens are very, actually quite flat. Like, he's like, there's not a lot of break in them. He's like, a lot of people want to think that there's more break because, you know, you have that mental aspect of, well, I'm playing on a course that the pros are playing on. Like, of course they can't be this straight. Like, of course that putt is going to do, you know, it's going to break a foot instead of just, you know, a couple balls. And he's, and 
and it was true. Like he was, he would line us all up and tell us where to hit and everything. And, and there would still be times where I'm like, man, I don't that. Yes. That looks like the line, but I don't think that's a line. I'd, I'd miss it because you know, you got the mental complex that comes into it, but you know, so we're on the greens and everything and we go out to the first tee, you know, collects us, lets us know, Hey, come on, let's go guys. We're going to, we're going to hop on the shuttle. So we take the shuttle out to the first tee. There's the starter there. He's telling us all the rules. First rule, there is no out of bounds on the course. You know, if you hit your ball and you can find it, there's no OB, which is nice. Now, there is marshes. There's a lot of water. There are um, areas that you just don't want to walk into. You have alligators on the course, things like that. There are snakes in the bushes. But if you're willing, he said, you know, obviously, if you're willing to make that sacrifice and get in there, you can go for it. But a pretty cool rule. No OB on the course. Um, and the fairways are actually quite wide. So, you know, those are some of the things that you're kind of thinking of when you hop up to the first tee. And again, you want to have that first shot go well. You don't, man, don't slice it. Don't duff it. Um, thankfully, first drive in play down the, down the middle. Man, okay, I'm off to a good start. Talking to the the caddy, getting to walk it. The the experience with the caddy and walking the course was so cool. I, I can't tell you the last time I walked a golf course. So I'm a member at a, a club here in Charlotte. I don't walk. I watch a lot of people walk. I watch kids walk. Thankfully, it's an actual very easy and enjoyable walking course. Like I was never out of breath. It's very flat. You know, there's dunes and things like that, but... It's not a hilly course. It's a very enjoyable walking course. So walking the, you know, 6,800 yards or whatever, it probably ended up being 7,000 with, you know, all the sideways and, you know, different things where we had to go sometimes, um, was really enjoyable. It was, it was such a cool experience. I think I ended up walking like 15,000 steps, um, on the course that day. Uh, overall, I'd have to go back and look at that, but I think it was something around that, um, but getting to walk the course and like see everything when you're in a cart and you're driving the course, you can see the course, but you don't get to experience that same thing, right? Like I'm not putting my head down or I'm not focusing more so on the cart path. I'm, I'm walking the course. I'm getting to see everything. And that was such a really unique experience that I have not had before. Um, cause I don't walk courses. I, I, go in uh, carts, you know, and, and a lot of times it's, it's not cart path. So you can take the cart right to your ball. So you're not getting to really walk the course and, and see how things lie and, you know, walking up to your ball and things like that. Um, but get there at that, that first tee and you just see it. And it's just so green. And I was telling my buddy, as we drove into Kiowa on uh, Thursday, and we saw the first course. Like we, I didn't even see an ocean course. It is on the far side of the island, um, so it, it it it's it's down there. But the first course we drove by, I was like, it's so lush and green. Um, I was like, dude, this is like golf porn. I'm like, you don't see this right now in Charlotte. Like so much of the so many of courses in the Charlotte area are Bermuda, and right now Bermuda's dormant, so everything's brown, or it's spray painted green. It just doesn't have the same effect. Right, and you roll up to that, and the 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 grass is lush and it's full, and it just it's like a wow thing um, at this point, right? And you, you hit a good tee shot, and then my second shot I hit, and and I start 
talking to the caddy and he's lining you up and telling you where to hit and he's feeling the wind for you. And so as we start talking, and I, and I want to talk about the benefits of the caddy, you know, as we start talking and getting through a couple of the holes, you know, things that I thought, you know, a little bit of misconception, not misconception, I don't want to say that. Sometimes, as a subpar golfer, and I say I'm a subpar golfer, I'm, I'm a, I range between a 10 and a 12 handicap, basically, throughout the year. So, decent enough to go out there and shoot a decent round, but at times you'll have the blow-up holes and everything. Sometimes, you know, never having a caddy before, the fear is, man, like, this person's going to be like, this guy sucks, like, it's a shit player. And then you start watching, <laughs> after the round, some of the hacks that are out there, and then you feel bad for the caddy because you're like, oh, man, like, I'm actually pretty decent. Like, this guy's horrible. Like, and they had to deal with this guy for, you know, all 18 holes. Or Anyways, uh, I'm not bagging on bad players by any means, but, you know, they're, I, I think the fear went away after the second hole. And so I, I hit my drive, and he's like, man, you, I'm, not, I'm not here to pat myself on the back by any means because let me tell you, the ball ended up not going. It wasn't in play. I smashed a drive. He's like, ah, you went a little more left than the line that I told you to go on. He's like, but I think you might have been able to clear it. We heard it hit something. So we walk over to it. It can't can't find it. And he's like, look, dude, he's like, you're not on the PGA Tour. He's like, drop the ball right here in the grass. Give yourself a decent lie. He's like, you don't need to, like, go right to this line. He's like, you're, you and your buddy are here to have a good time. You're not playing in a tournament or anything like that. Like, drop the ball right here. He's like, give yourself a decent line. Give yourself a yardage you like. He's like, we know it came in in this area. And right then, like, kind of some of the, not st- I guess maybe stress. Like, the stress of having someone watch you play that's not your your buddy just kind of went away. And I was like, all right, this guy is, he, he wants us to have an enjoyable time as much as I want to have an enjoyable time. And he's not here to be like, nope, man, these are the rules of course. You have to go drop it over here. These are the rules of golf. Da, 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 da. I follow all the rules but it wasn't so strict, right? And and that that was really nice to have is, hey, this guy knows. He wants you to have a good time. Drop right here. Hit this shot. Give yourself an opportunity. And let, let's keep going. Like, yep, you lost a ball. No big deal. You got another one. You're good. Um, and so we start, that, that kind of shed some of the, not the shyness, but more of like the stress and like reserve it, res- being reserved towards him of like, all right, let me, let me start talking to this guy. Guy's name was Dan. Like I mentioned, 16 years there. And we start talking about, you know, what I need to do on this shot and everything. And it was really, it ended up becoming, you know, him being a full-time caddy for me through the eight, full 18 holes. And we started talking. He was like, I watched you on the range. He's like, after a couple shots and after literally watching two holes, he's like, I know your game. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I'm like, you know, he knew my yardages. He knew what I needed to do, the shot that I should hit, you know, percentage, you know, I should do on this thing on a certain shot, um, what club that I should be hitting out of the bag, off the tee, all that stuff. So it became a point to where I was like, you know, you walk up to your shot and you tell him what you want to hit. And at the same time, you know, he gives you the yardage. He tells you the wind. He'll be like, okay, hey, the, the hole right here where you're at is playing 160. But with the wind, it's it's playing 175. Or, hey, it's it's 160. But with the wind helping, it's more so playing, you know, 140. So what's, what's your 140 club? Okay. And then, you know, here's this is what I want you to do with this. Cool. So, again some of the thought 
that you should have when you're playing by yourself come kind of goes away <laughs> and you have an open conversation and some and the reason why I did say it was it was one of the most enjoyable rounds I've ever I've ever played or, or I've played in a long time is sometimes I kind of want that with my buddies like when I go out and play a lot of the times it's you know we kind of help each other but at the same time you know you want to you want to play decent golf and you want to you know, be competitive with your friends as well. And, you know, I do these golf trips and you want to be competitive as well. And you don't want to constantly tell what you tell your friend, what you should do or suggestion or have an open conversation about it. And I wish sometimes we'd do that a little more. Like I'd love to go out and play 18 and have that same type of thing. Like, Hey, yeah, I, I shot it. It's playing 160, but you know, with the wind right now, this is what you should be hitting. It's more so like we just walk to our ball or ride to our ball. And then we hit what we think we should hit. And we hope that, you know, they have a decent shot, but if they don't, Oh, well, it's not our fault. Um, but it was, it was really nice and it was cool. And there were certain shots and I was telling my buddy who didn't play with us that day. I'm like the caddy knew of shots that he felt comfortable that I could pull off that I wouldn't even think thought of or a club that I should use in this situation that I normally would never pick out. So for instance, there was a par five, no, sorry, it was a par three and I overshot the green and it landed in a waste area and the waste areas there are all, all sand and it's compact sand. So it rolled out a little bit and he was, and it ended up being a man, probably 50 yards from the, the hole. He's like, it's a 50 yard shot. He's like, you have this tree limb here. He's like, normally I would, you would pull a 60 here, wouldn't you? And I was like, yeah, I would. He's like, here's a 52. He's like, I want you to choke up on it and hit it. He's like, take an 80% swing on it and it'll keep the ball low. And he's like, and hit it. It, it. It's a 50 yard shot, but with the wind, it's playing 60 yards. Clipped it nice and clean right over the pin. Left myself with like a 15 foot putt. And I was like, wow, I was like, you know, can again, that thought of, I would have never thought to do that. As he even said, he's like, you normally would pull a 60 here. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's not the shot. That's not what you want to do here. He's like, this is your shot. Kind of thinking that. And, and that helped me now as, as I've played it. Now I'm thinking about my game more and I'm like, I can, I need to start thinking more like that in certain areas than rather just going, okay, I'm 50 yards from the hole, pull my 60 out. Cause I know I can hit my six. I, I should hit my 60 about, you know, 70 80 percent and that'll get me 50 yards and you know but i'm not thinking about the tree limb or the wind or anything or keeping it low it's just more of so like i know that that can get me there so it's more of just trying to figure out more of your game and learning more about your game and it was just incredible that after a couple holes this guy knew as much or more about my game than i ever really put into it um and it was just it was so fun like you start talking to them we started getting some beers in us and just having a really good time. And again, the walking the course was, that was so fun. Walking and drinking and talking and then getting up to your ball and having a good shot. And we played with two guys we had, we had never met before. And they're having a great time with their caddy and us and, um, you know, getting to see everything. And, and we asked the caddy at one point, I believe it was maybe a 14th hole or 13th hole. We said, you know, what's the worst thing that a person could do? to a caddy and he said not listen to him and i said okay i said i i get it i understand he's like he's like listen he's like i'm not trying to give you bad advice so the worst thing that i i hear and experience out here is you know i'll tell a person to hit a certain shot he's like they won't execute it 
And their first thing to do is to blame me and say, well, you know, you told me to do this. And he's like, yeah, I did, but you didn't. He's like, and it's hard. <laughs> he's like, cause you can't, cause they're paying customers. Obviously he's like, I can't turn around to the guy and be like, I told you what to do. And yes, I know it didn't work because you didn't do it properly. He's like, that's not my fault, but he's like not listening and blaming the caddy for your bad shots. He's like, that, that's the worst thing you can do to a caddy to really kind of ruin around is, um, you know, that type of thing. So, um, you know, a good to know if you're going to play with a caddy, understand they're not there to hurt you. Uh, you know, they're there to help you. So listen to them. Don't blame them for your bad shot. You have to remember what type of golfer are you? Even the pros, right? The pros have caddies. The best golfers in the world have caddies. Think about that. The best golfers in the world still need help and guidance and understanding and thought when they're out there, right? Because golf is such an individual sport. You want to have that other person there to help you as much as you possibly, as much as you poss- as much as they possibly can. Wow, that was tough to get out. So, you know, that's something that um, a suggestion would be: Hey, listen to your caddy. Don't blame them for your bad shots. You're a subpar golfer. You might be a better than a subpar golfer, but you're not a pro. You're not out on tour. Uh, you know, if it's your bad shot, it's your bad shot. They're not out there to give you bad advice, especially a guy like this guy, Dan, who's been there for 16 years. Like, this guy knows the course better than anyone that I would, um, you know, pro- way better than anyone that we were playing with and and more than probably the majority of the caddies that are out there. So, I trust what he's going to say. So we finish. Great time. 94. Shot of 94. Like I said, I wish I could get some shots back. I wish I focused some more on a, a couple holes, but it was just more so taking in the round. And at the end of it, I shot a 94. My buddy shot a 93. We had a great time. My wife met us afterwards. We didn't bring our kids down for this trip. My wife met us afterwards at the clubhouse. His wife and his kids met us afterwards. And we ended up sitting there for like, four hours after our round and the way that the clubhouse is set up they have outside seating and dining and you can watch most of the back nine and 18 coming up and you have the ocean view and everything and we just sat there we had lunch we watched the golfers come in you know group after group and getting to watch that and it was weather was perfect you know high 60s mid 60s and the wind wasn't really at the clubhouse, so you don't feel it. And, man, one of the most enjoyable days overall. Yes, an enjoyable round of golf, but an enjoyable day I've had in a long time. And what I would say after all of this and the experience I had, like I mentioned earlier, I want to do it again and again. And it just It's, it's going to make me go broke if I just do that. But um, playing a course like that was awesome. Having a caddy was so worth it. A hundred dollars is again, if, if, if I focused more and I concentrated more and, and I really kind of dialed in, um, I, I would pay him more, you know, the hundred dollars is worth is what I'm getting at. And they probably should get a little more because of, you know, how they can help you manage around the course and each hole and each shot and how quickly they can pick up on your game. That, that to me was the most incredible thing, right? Like they're not going to help you make the putt, but listen to them. Hey, it's a cup outside. If you push it or you pull it, Hey, that's your fault. But you know, Hey, I, I, I know what this, this, uh, putt needs to do, you know, Hey, I know what this wind is doing and what shot you should hit here and the percentage of it. Or yeah, I, I know what you should do here and, and take this club out and it's a hundred percent or, Hey, what do you like? 
a par five. Hey, I want you to lay up here. What do you like to have in? Do you want a hundred yards in? Do you want 50 yards in? You know, whatever it might be. Um, or stay right, stay left here. I know what it's going to do up there where you might not be able to see if it's a blind shot, things like that. Totally worth it. So much fun. The day was so much fun. We sat there, we had lunch, we had a couple more drinks. We, you know, had good conversation. Then the end of the day, we even, we went out to the chipping green and putting green with the kids. We let them chip. They were bringing us balls. They were let, we were letting them putt, you know, just kind of ending the day on a, on a high note and, it was so much fun. So if you have the chance, definitely play Kiowa Island Ocean Course. Um, I definitely want to get back down there and play some of the other courses. I definitely want to give Ocean Course another run, see if I can break 90 there. Um, and if you have the opportunity to play a bucket list, bucket list course and you're worried about it or you're, you know, you, know, you might be tentative about having a caddy, take my advice. Don't. It's totally worth it. It will be the most fun. Don't go in there expecting to shoot a low score. Again, my advice is go there to have an experience, and the experience needs to be, I'm going to have a great time today. And, you know, whatever I shoot, I shoot, you know, the score is what it is, but I want to go and have a fun time and enjoy the course and enjoy the experience. And that's what I did, and I would highly suggest it. If you're in the Charleston, Kiowa area, Get yourself a tea time. Play one of those courses down there. If you're in the Sand Hills of North Carolina, go and play one of the Pinehurst courses. Um, if you're out in Oregon, play Bandon. If you're in California and you can play Torrey or Pebble or any of those courses out there, I highly suggest it. Um, if you're a golfer and you want to get a bucket list course in, pull the trigger. I pulled the trigger. I wasn't sure about it at first, but I'm so damn glad I did. Such an awesome experience. I'm so glad I did it. And I hope you all have the same type of experience that I had. And that's it. That's my two cents on a, on a bucket list course and the experience that I had. It was awesome. I can't say it had enough. I had so much fun, and I can't wait to do it again. And I hope you get the opportunity to do it. Thanks.